Hey, Donnie here. I wanted to tell you about Champions 90. Champions 90 isn't a workout routine or a fitness routine. This is about you transforming your life mentally, giving yourself an upgrade while you build to business freedom. Champions 90 is about you getting quiet with your thoughts, staying focused on building your business, and getting you to freedom. Come join the challenge at champions90.com. There was many, but the impetus that really got me to move and start expressing myself outwards of that tight-knit community was we had had a death in the family. My younger brother-in-law, 16 years old, was hit by a car and killed. We had to turn the machines off on him, and it was very impactful for my wife and I in that we had spent our whole life with the Bible and these teachings and these so-called tools that were supposed to lift us up. And everybody around us and us, we all crashed. We all just crashed hard. And I thought, wow, I need some new tools. All right, guys, another fun episode. I'm bringing on a new friend, Len Wright, man, and this guy's got charismatic as hell, so I'm already enjoying the conversation we had. I'm sure I'm going to poke fun of him as we go through this and talk about his story and talk about his journeys. Alright guys, another fun episode. I'm bringing on a new friend, Len Wright, man, and this guy's got charismatic as hell, so I'm already enjoying the conversation we had. I'm sure I'm going to poke fun of him as we go through this and talk about his story and talk about his journey. So, Len, welcome to the show, my friend. This is going to be really fun. (laughs) I really, I feel it. I feel it coming, and it's going to be, it's going to be a fun show because you know, we haven't really connected all that much. And so, like you said, a new friend. Right. So I think this is going to be a, a real fun, fun thing. Where do you want me to start? Yeah, you were born in 1910? Yeah, <laughs> no. Actually, 1969. Oh, right on. A good year, right? I got in the tail end of the 60s and it's December 30th, so it was really the tail end. <laughs> like, I just wanted to plant my foot and say, no, I was born in the 60s. But no, I... I'm coming up. Uh, I'm coming up to another birthday coming up where I, you know, turn 49, and the numbers don't seem real to me because right. it's not. It's not really where I live. Well, I, I bet you're like me. I mean, 40 tripped me up when I turned 40. <laughs> that for some reason that was a big number, and I, I still don't know why, but it sounded old. And when I turned 40, and of course you got people that are 60, you're like, ah, you're still young, right? Yeah. You know, but well, so just kind of walk us through your story, your your, your journey. You know, what have you gone through, and you know, how did you get to here? We have 12 episodes, right? I'm just kidding. Uh, 14. <laughs> yeah, right. It'll need it. Let's do a quick, you know, Cliff Notes version. I was born into a very religious, tight-knit religious family, Jehovah's Witnesses. And I met my wife. I, I, I grew up in that, which gave me unique perspectives and a lot of what I call training and valuable gifts for later in life, not associated with the dogma of religion. I left that along with my wife when I was about 26, my mid-20s, and I started getting involved. We actually, the impetus, there was many, but the impetus that really got me to move and start expressing myself outwards of that tight-knit community was we had had a death in the family. My younger brother-in-law, 16 years old, was hit by a car and killed. We had to turn the machines off on him, and it was very impactful for my wife and I in that we had spent our whole life with 
the Bible and these teachings and these so-called tools that were supposed to lift us up. And everybody around us and us, we all crashed. We all just crashed hard. And I thought, wow, I need some new tools. I need something that I can give my wife rather than just reading something. So I started venturing out, and I had been a big fan at that time, my early 20s of Tony Robbins. I had bought his personal development program. I was going through it, and I thought, wow, he went through something called NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, and trained with Richard Bandler. I think I'm going to. So I reached out. I found out that Richard was coming actually into Toronto when I was in Vancouver, into Canada. And so I dove in, and I, I sold the company I had which was a cleaning company for cleaning ceilings and stuff like that. And it was our own brand and my wife and I had come up with, and it was doing quite well, but it was tied up with my younger brother-in-law. And, and with him passing, I just went, you know what? Matt. Just one, just yeah. one. So that moved into NLP and, and mind expansion from a point, remember, of where I was like religious community the whole time. And so it was very expanding because NLP is all about conscious mind, giving you tools to be able to understand the guidebook of how we work inside, how we do the things we do. Absolutely. And I'm always fascinated by this. So please take no offense to to my assumptions on this, right? So things like Jehovah's Witness, things like radical religions, they're they're very almost cultish, okay? Yes, yes. Right. I refer to it as a cult. Okay, all right, good. I I didn't want to offend. No, no, no. Right, right. You know, what I find fascinating is as kids, we're so influenced by our surroundings, you know, and what we're Mm -hmm. told. And so we don't know the difference because that's the world we're taught. To me, it's very interesting because I usually find somebody who goes through some sort of traumatic experience, like I had Efren Matos on the show, and he was you know, born into an independent Baptist religion where, you know, they couldn't even listen to music with drums. Girls couldn't wear, you know, blue jeans, you know, it was hardcore. And he had an experience where, you know, he realized, Hey, there's gotta be something more to this lifestyle. And it's always interesting. So when you had that, that I've got to go find something else, the question I want to ask was, were you ostracized? Would, would the whole yeah. family go, what the hell are you thinking? Because I know that's usually what happens to a lot of those guys. They shun us to this day. Yeah. And that, you see, I, I really believe, I mean, that started in the mid-90s. That started off my, you know, 90, 93, 94 was when I really started expanding, taking new thoughts in. And it's really taken this whole time to get good with and accept that that's their decision. And they're running from where they're coming. It's not, it's not an affront to us. It's not a, but I mean, there was a ton of anger. There was a ton of everything going through it. I really believe, and everything in my life is really pointed to this in, in all our lives. The challenges, the experiences that we have are there for a reason. They're tailor made to us. As you mentioned, growing up child, we all are affected by our environment, shaped by it, if you will, to a certain extent in one way or another. And it's meant that way. Because it's personalized to individual, to an individual so that they are working in this life on the things that they need to work on. Right. That's why we're not ha- having exactly the same examples of experiences. 
And, sure. you know, to that point, when a whole foundation or group of people walk away because of the decision you made, it's not the fact you made the decision. It's at some point in their journey, they had the thought process that maybe there's something more. And they're, and I find this to be true, that they're pissed off that they didn't have the courage to do what you did. Right? Well, and, and, yeah, and, you know, it, it, it really comes from, I mean, it's so involved, right? It was a release for me when I finally stopped pointing outward. Right. And went in and went, you know what? I really, I threw the first punch in, in an effect. I, right. it was my, it was my decision to say, I want this for myself. And so to then point at them and say, no, it was your, it was your, it was your coming in on me. There's no healing in that. Right. There can be no healing in that. So, you know, it was a long time working. I mean, after the NLP, I went and ventured into hypnosis and psycholinguistics and a ton of different tools. Accelerated evolution is another one lately. And it has shaped even since I was little, being around that information, the wonderment has always been there. And now that's really what I live my life. I, I joke with some people in the, when I was little, I always, you know, my superhero, my the thing that I wanted to be was a wizard. Because I thought, wow, you could just change things and do all this stuff. And, you know, funny enough, Donnie, I look at my life now, and that's really what I do. I call myself a mystic because I, I use natural principles that are already there to be able to understand life and what we're supposed to do in it. It's pretty simple. Cause and effect is a natural principle. So that helped me heal with that situation. Cause and effect. Who was the real cause to that? Me. Right. Once I really looked at that, how could I blame another? Well, that, but that's life as a whole. And I love the, the stupid elementary phrase of every time you point at somebody, you got three fingers pointing back at you. <laughs> right. And I know yeah, it's so yeah. juvenile, but it's the freaking truth. But it's true. Yes. Yeah. You know, yeah. and people oftentimes, I think, are looking for the scapegoat. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm this because of that. Right. I became this because of, well, the truth of the matter is it's yours. Right. Mm -hmm. You are because you are. Right. Yeah. And, and the thing is, that's the big deception in my humble opinion in the world is it's either out here where your reality is focused, where you're looking to be saved, you're looking for a specific thing, you're looking for whatever it is, that's your world. Or the other fork in the road is it's all in here. Everything that happens in here is a reflection outside. So when pointing out here all the time and trying to fix out here is like working with sand. It's just like through the fingers. Whereas if I make the change here first in perception, in understanding, right, in healing myself before I go up and then move out, I notice that can be the wizard. That can be the cause to a better or different effect. If I do it the other way around, I'm always trying to change the effect from the effect's point of view, which just keeps copying. Right. Well, it's, it's the total, total analogy of you're on a plane, the oxygen mask falls. Yep. Stewardess says, put yours on first, then your kids and family members. Right. Because if, you lose consciousness, you lose oxygen, you're not helping a soul. Yeah. You know, and that's really interesting. And so if you start living life like that from a point of, you know, the master's within and I am that connection inside of me, then all of a sudden your whole life changes because there is no experience in life. And it's really weird because people don't talk about this very much, but there's no experience in life that has a meaning unto itself. 
Everything is meaningless. The only meaning that an experience has is what you decide to put on it. Right. Absolutely. So in effect, we're constantly creating our world by what we think the world is. True. Because we're putting meaning on the experience. Ah, I didn't want this again. So our whole system then conforms inside to go, oh, okay, number one, it's we've done this before. So what did we do before? Let's just recreate it. It takes less energy. Right. So we draw back from the back. If this is it again, we recreate the same type of situation again. However, anytime in that, we could stop and just do jumping jacks. <laughs> instead of getting angry or instead of doing the compromise or instead of doing that same, at any moment, theoretically, we could jump up and do anything. We could become a murderer. We could do anything. We could just be wacky in the moment. It still is our choice. Mm. But like you said before, people are looking for the easy way out. They're looking for an easy button. And the easy button is always on, let's place our consciousness on automatic sleep mode. Yeah. You let's know, through this. Absolutely. You know, I realized, you know, as I went through a lot of movements in my life, whether it was careers, whether it was, you know, relationships before I found my wife and, you know, whatnot, is I played games as a kid. And when you get frustrated with as a controller game, you know, what do you do is you go and you find the cheat codes, right? And now you get the cheat codes, and now that you have these cheat codes, now you can beat the game. And I realized that somewhere on my journey that I was constantly trying to find the cheat codes. I wanted the shortcuts. Mm-hmm. And every time I took the cheat codes, I lost that learning experience, right? Yeah. Because I didn't fight through to go learn the things I needed to learn because I was looking for the shortcut. And now that I'm older, running my own company and going through life – I'm learning, I can't say I've learned, but I'm learning to embrace those moments as I've got to go through this to become who I need to become so I can continue on my journey, you know. Show's um, over. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, really, that's, that's exactly it. That's a lot of wisdom in there because whether you go back to, you know, ancient Egypt and you look at the philosophers back then or you, you study Socrates or uh, Pythagoras or Paracelsus or any of the main real big philosophers and thinkers of the world's time, that's what they're talking about is everybody has these experiences that are meant to shape them, but we still have choice as to how they shape us. We don't have to be made into the diamond or into the pearl. The irritation that's around us is meant to hold us. But free will says you don't have to see it that way. You can ignore it completely. It's, it's, It's either way because the honing will never stop. That, I believe, is our main purpose. The other is gifts that we have, the talents that we have, the things like I can't dance, but I can do other things. <laughs> you know, like I have certain things we can do. Those are great to be able to fulfill certain things in this world. That's awesome. But I don't believe those are our purposes. Our purpose here is just to evolve. It's just to grow. Because if you look at it, it's the only thing we absolutely, everybody has in common. There's never, ever, ever been anybody recorded in history that has lived a life without challenges. Everybody has. So if that's the case, then they've got to be important. They've got to play a role if every single person ever has had them. They've got to, right? So if that's the case, what do they play? What what are they there for? And nature, again, teaches us and shows us over and over and over again. It's a, a, a means of renewal. There, Like you just said, there's no way for you to become the new you that you want up here. Right. Without growing. It's like I want to go to the gym. I want to be a bodybuilder, but I don't want to go to the gym. 
Right. right? I don't want to lift weights, but dang, I want that built. Well, everybody laughs, right? Surgery. <laughs> yeah. Well, and look at look at what's happening with it, right? It's botched so many times, and they're and as they age, it just looks, you know, in my humble opinion, horrible. And so, when we understand these natural laws that are going on already, and flow in with them, then all of a sudden life does take up a flow. I've mentioned quite a few times. We've all heard the song "Row, Row, Row Your Boat." Yep. Right. In fact, when I was growing up, it just, oh, I get in my head, right? And it's one of those mnemonic type devices that just keeps going on and on, right? In your head. And it's meant to do that. It's meant that way because it's not really just a nursery rhyme. It's actually a Freemasonry song. Long, long, long time ago. Because if you look at it, it's a very simple, I mean, you mentioned simple before. We are almost all water. We're the vessel that we're rowing down the stream of life. How are we wrong? Gently. Gently down the stream. Why? Merely, merely, merely. Because you'll be happy if you do. Well, why would, why is it all important? Because life's but a dream. Life dream. <laughs> I've never heard that. That's actually pretty cool. Right. So, you know, we were talking about simple stuff. All these truths are in front of us all the time. It's just there. They just are. But the problem is, is most of society gets trapped in thinking life is out here. So then they don't actually spend time organizing inside. Yeah, I love this. So the movie Dead Poet Society with Robin Williams. Mm, yes. Right? My favorite thing that I think depicts what you're talking about is when they're in the courtyard and he says, walk any way you want to walk. Right. And so everybody's out there and they're doing their own gates, their own walk. And one guy's, you know, he's standing in the corner and he's practicing his right to refuse to walk. And then within five to ten minutes, what you see is everybody who's doing their own different walking styles, they start finding a cadence together. And the next thing you know, they're marching in the circle together because we're so brought up in a world that we're supposed to be like everybody else. We're supposed to act like everybody else. We're supposed to fall in line with what everybody else says, who we are, what we do, you know, that whole thing. And I think that's basically what you're saying. A lot of times we're looking for that familiarity, you know, we're looking for that place to bond with and be a portion of versus looking inwards and going, huh, hey, well, that's Donnie, right? That's Len, right? You know, and actually yeah. get to know yourself and getting yeah. to meet yourself. Yeah. Well, and I mean, two things came to mind. Number one, my famous quote, quote from Socrates is one of my favorites, which is just know thyself. Mm -hmm. Right? It is what we're here to do, period. And everything is geared for us to do that. Even if we're ignoring it, it still is always in our face. The other thing I'm mentioning about conformity, as you were saying, and wanting to be like each other instead of really uniquely finding our own when it snows what's really beautiful about snow it's just white stuff falling from the sky but you see there's another part of us that in an intricate way sees the individuality of every snowflake right there's a beauty in that but all together they make up this blanket right and it's like us in that way we are there's a consciousness for all of us and we're all sort of flowing in that way. But we're individually meant to be able to lead our own selves, to be able to make the most of what we're given. The mineral dump that we are, <laughs> the piece of star that we are, how much can we shine? And then our experiences 
are given to us to shape us, to hone us, just like the diamond that gives pressure, we're carbon-based too. We're carbon. So we're a diamond as well. How is a diamond made more valuable? By pressure, resistance. So you see all of the experiences that show up in our life that we go, no, don't want that. Those are there for us. Those are there for us to be able to walk through, to understand something about ourselves, to let go of it through the process of that learning. And from that letting go and learning about ourselves through that experience, boom, we are better. Well, and here's the interesting thing is everybody's been in in situations in their life. When they originally looked at it, they were like, why do I got to go through this? For me, you know, when I'm on stage, I love talking about training day 17 in boot camp when I was in the Marine Corps is I remember laying in my rack going, why do I got to go through this? Why can't they just make me a Marine, right? You know, why do I got to worry about this guy yelling at me? And, you know, months later when I graduated – and I love telling people this. When I graduated and they said, now you're a Marine, you go through this big ceremony and all this stuff, I didn't have this, I'm so excited that I'm a Marine. The first thought that ran through my head was, damn, that was easy, mm-hmm. right? But, you know, going through that moment, the the shaping, the pressure moment, you're in it and you're struggling. It's not till you get through it and look back and go, well, that really wasn't that much. And, you know, for me, I've used that throughout my career to go, okay, you've got to go through it. It may be tough in a moment, but at some point you're going to look back on it and go, damn, that really wasn't all that hard. You know, so it's embracing that so you're willing to go through it. Well, you said at the end end of it, wow, that wasn't too hard, not during it. Right. And so you were changed to it. Right. So that the person you were at the end was – that's that was easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? going back to a gaming analogy, I tell everybody, I said, when you get to that point when you're looking back and go, damn, that's easy, one or two things back. You either get to a point where you're at the beginning of it and you're like, holy cow, this is tough. Well, guess what? You just leveled up, right? Yeah. Which means you get a new level, new whatever, spells and the wizard side of thing, right? <laughs> yeah. You've got to learn to use and go, and when you get back on the end of it, you just beat that level. Now the next level's fixing to come, right? And you just keep it moving forward. You know? And that's that's life. You've just yeah. explained what and the beauty of that is really what it's moving you towards is I mean, you know, if you look at every holy scriptures that out there or every book that, you know, leads to different truths, it's always, you know, we're made in the image of that great architect, whatever that is, right? Right. And so it would make sense that we continually evolve and grow. Is what nature does is continual renewal. Where in nature doesn't renew, right? And in the, that renewal process, it's usually a burn. I mean, in BC here in Canada, we had fires like you know over 500 fires burning this summer, right? It was wicked smoke in the air and everything else, and almost everybody was talking about how terrible it is. And oh yeah, it's it's devastating. But that ground that is burnt in 20 years and 50 years and 100 years will be actually more valuable as soil than it is now because of the process of burning. I love that. So in my area, so I live in Fort Worth, Texas, way mm-hmm. south of you, right? And we had a massive fire, one of the biggest fires we've had on history come through, and it burned miles of land, okay? Yeah. And everybody's, you know, thought process is, oh, my God, the fires. And I'll never forget, they interviewed this one home builder, 
that was out in that area. And I said, man, how much did this devastate your, your projects? And he goes, Hey guys, it's Donnie here. And I just want to let you know that we've recently launched a content development company. And this company helps people get social content. You know you need to put out a lot of content nowadays to get engagement out there in all your social platforms. But we've come up with a really cool way to help you get videos, blog posts, memes, social posters, and infographics for you know, whatever social site you need. So check us out at successchamps.us and learn more about how you can get social content for your social media. Support for this podcast comes from Point Blank Safety Services and Blue Family Fund. Blue Family Fund, helping dependents of law enforcement families on their journeys. Blue Family Fund is a nonprofit that raises funds and offers financial support through higher education scholarships for dependents of law enforcement officers and by providing financial assistance for families of fallen law enforcement officers. Every dollar donated will go to the families of police officers, either through scholarships to dependents of police officers or as aid to fallen officers' families. Visit us at bluefamilyfund.com. You're listening to Donnie Success Champions, where I believe Everybody is on a journey. Life is all about the stories you can tell and teach later. You're going to hear the stories of people who have overcome hardships, failures, and life to find success along their journey. Not at all. That was all brush we were going to clear anyways. They just saved me hours and tons of money. And, you know, it was that moment for me that I'm like, it's perspective, right? It's looking at it and realizing that cause and effects, whatever happens here is going to affect something there, you know. And for him and when a lot of people and myself included, because you could see the smoke and the flames in the air, you're like, oh, my God, the tragedy. And really it turned out to be a blessing in disguise for all those builders. Because I don't believe anybody got hurt in the fire, and if they did, I apologize for not knowing. But, you know. Yeah. But it was. We're talking about process here. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. And not morality in, in that right, way. Right, right, right. Right, yeah. And that's the thing, because if you can understand that process in your own life, your whole life changes. Because the perspective of life is happening to me and I'm getting beat up through this is a way different perspective than I know for some reason this is happening for me. And although I'm feeling like I'm not going to be able to surmount it, I'm meant to. And as I go through this and work through this and change and be shaped by this into a better person, I'll be spit out in the end using that process. You understand the process of up and down, so then you can manipulate it within yourself so it's not this down that you feel is the end. Right. Well, and another one of mentors of Tony Robbins is Jim Rohn. Mm-hmm. I freaking love Jim Rohn. I, I grew up on his stuff. Yeah. He's got one of the greatest quotes that I strive to live by. I don't say always accomplished, but it's don't wish it was easier. Wish you were better. Yeah. And, you know, I really try to embrace that because, you know, being an entrepreneur, running your own company is not an easy thing, especially when you spent 40 years in an employee mentality. And yeah. now you're trying to be a boss and CEO and change that mindset, which is where I'm at, you know, trying to figure out the upside and upswing of running a business. I often find myself in that flux of 
damn, this is freaking hard, versus going, quit asking for the easy route, quit asking for the cheat codes, embrace it, go through it, learn it so you can level up, you know? And that's a hard thing to do when you're not calloused in that thing in the moment. It's about knowing thyself. Yeah. Right? Because that's how you know, like, how do you excel at something or master something before doing it? You don't. Before practice. Right. But isn't that the expectation for all of us? Oh, absolutely. That or it's comparison, right? Right. Is <laughs> doing something and somebody's 20 years you're seeing and you're like, I want that. Forgetting they went through 20 years to get to where they're at. You know, right. I tell people all the time that lack of confidence is not a thing. Everybody has confidence. What you lack is the experience. Right? First time anybody stands on a stage anywhere, they're going to blow it. Nobody walks out on a stage the first time and rocks it. Right? And at that point, they may have in their thought process that I lack the confidence. No, you lack the experience because you go do that a hundred times. That hundredth time, you're going to walk out on the stage and own it. Well, and they lack – well, it's not that they lack. It's actually they're putting something into it that shouldn't be there, and that is the expectation. That is the high importance expectation if they were to instead become childlike in a way of playful with it. Like, look, I know I'm probably going to crash and burn in some way. Right. How can I crash and burn in a way that I have as much fun as I can with this so that people get to see the real me? Mm. You know, on podcasts as an example, and including this one, I never know what I'm going to talk about. I never know the subject. I never know. I'm going cold, and I've so many people go, you know, why do you do that? Like, why don't you give them a subject and everything else? It's, it's because there's a natural flow that happens within us. If we can tap into it, and if we love the information we're talking about, there's no shortage of talking about it. I 100% agree with that. You know, I may not cover absolutely every point that's perfect in this, but what people are getting is they're getting an off-the-cuff, the real boom content of what we're doing in the moment, and it's fresh. That's what affects people. That's what the impact comes from. It doesn't come from practicing a 100 times. However, it's part of the process of getting to know you. I was also raised in that Joe's Witness thing, and I was part of their ministry school from seven years old, so talking, speaking is... I crashed and burned when I was little numerous times. I mean, you know, they, they would mark, you know, it was like a school. Right. And, that, you know, I started at seven years old and have to give up a five-minute talk on a Bible. A couple of scriptures, they'd throw a couple of chapters at me and go, okay, do a five-minute talk on it, right? And so in front of a 100 or more people, you're timed and you're marked on all these different points and read out in front, well, you didn't do good on this and you did – it's a frightening freaking experience for a seven-year-old, right? Absolutely. So now I'm like, what can happen, really? Whatever I say is like it's coming from a place of this is my study of my life. So I'm not going to say something that's like completely off. Well, and I love that. It's you're embracing your own truth, right? People will invite me into places and they're like, so we want you to come speak. What are you going to come speak about? And I'm like, what do you think your people need? Like, we need a keynote. We need this. I'm like, you don't need a keynote. I said, just put me in front of the room. They're like, well, what are you going to talk about? I'm like, just put me in front of the room. And which in some circles, that absolutely hurts me. I don't get the stages that I want to get sometimes. I don't care. Brother, here's the process right there, right? Does it really hurt you or does it save you and actually bring you to the people that matches you better? 100%. 100%. You know, and when I get the opportunity to go stand in front of a room, and, you know, I always give them context of some sort, my background, my story, this, yeah. and then I'm like, okay, let's go. 
And, you know, you prime the room, you get them talking, and once you get people talking, then you can give real-world advice and really walk people through the Canadian process, or however the hell you guys say it up there. You said <laughs> a process or process, yeah. I keep forgetting, right? <laughs> but, but you get to really connect with an audience versus coming in, and that's why I like guys like Gary Vee because they made it cool to do what a lot of us have been doing, you know, being up and just doing a Q&A style presentations, yeah. you know, versus this can thing that people have done for years. Well, it's part of what we were talking about right at the start, right? It was conformity. Yeah. This is what an entrepreneur is. This is what a – well, you know, I mean, if you look at any of the great legendary figures in history, the Leonardo da Vinci's, the Beethoven's, the Bruno's and Spinoza's, the Edison's, the – Benjamin Franklin's, all of all the U.S. presidents in the past, high 90% of all of them were mystics. And people just don't really realize that because they don't talk about it openly. But they were all mystic, mystically driven in that they were all looking at knowing themselves. Hmm. They, they weren't caught up in the dogma of things and they weren't interested in this is that big uh, fork in the road type thing for everybody that we're taught. It's not what to think that's important. It's how to think that's important. How to think makes a master. What to think makes a slave. Interesting. Right. So all through school, don't think. No, you notice they you know, don't why teach do I you think how to right think. Now I need a big bowl of weed. And <laughs> <laughs> you're talking to me, really. That's what it is, Tony. This is. You'll notice every talk. I mean, you know, and we're keeping this light, right? We're keeping this really, really, really pretty basic. But it's always been. I mean, it's on your money. Mystical symbols are on your money. Can you put Mickey Mouse on your money? No, although Walt Disney was a mystic as well. It's everywhere. And yet, as a people, we're so conformed to, nope, this is what you're supposed to do, that we don't really even see it. It's ignorance because it's ignored. Well, it's not I, that it's not there. I think it's ignorance. I think it's ignored because people just keep their head down. Right. 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 Yeah. And instead of looking up and experiencing – they're more worried about other people's opinions about their actions and what they right. say. Which is the limitation that keeps them from living their truth. Right. And living their higher self because you can't, we're not meant to compare to another. And, and it's like one snowflake saying, well, I'm more beautiful than you. Look at this part of my crystal. It doesn't even make sense. You'd go. You know what ran through my head as soon as you said that is, fucker, we're both fixing to hit the ground and melt. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and, and that's that's really what we're doing here. We've got this short period of time till we melt, right? And in that period of time, we're to become as beautiful as possible. What's beautiful? A beautiful is not this power that you have to grind and hustle through life and make. That's not beauty. A flower doesn't do that. Beauty comes from gentleness and the strength that's in that. That's where real confidence is because of the fact that you're not trying to validate yourself from another. You already know you're special inside. You're special different from that person, but you're special unto yourself. And so once you stop comparing yourself to that other person, your skills and expectations, and you got to be this, you just start being you and learning. You can't help but be better every day. Even a quarter of one-tenth of percent better means that you are maybe more kind to somebody. 
It's some act of random kindness. You helped somebody. You've seen yourself in another. All this, all the, you know, verses we already know and say we live by, you know, do unto others as you have them do unto you. Really? Same as, you know, love your neighbor. Well, the second part's the most, as yourself. If you don't love yourself, how can you love anybody else? Absolutely. So it's all focused on ourselves. Yeah. Pardon me? Or how can anybody really love you if you can't love yourself? It's all focused on us being the pearl. Life being the irritant that makes us so much more valuable than when we began. You know, it goes back to the whole philosophy behind the hero's journey, right? Mm -hmm. Our job is to go out and go through the trials and tribulations. And I think the me trying to use a big word, the impetus behind all that is when you've learned that knowledge and brought it back to teach others. And there's one step in before that that always seems to be getting forgotten, especially in the entrepreneur world, is you said go out, and before you go out, you have to know who you are. Right. Because what are you going out as? That's what's happening. People don't know who they are. They don't know really who they are inside. They have not built what we rub in here. When I'm rubbing this, what am I doing? I'm rubbing a what? My temple. Right. Uh, it's right in front of all of us all the time. The more that we've built the temple within and know how to work our apparatus and who we are, the going out there then becomes effortless. So how does somebody discover themselves? How do they, they crawl inside their own temple and find themselves? Uh, you know, there's many, many ways. We're actually meant to do that. We each have the same spark in us, all, and, and whatever dogma you believe, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> and we, you're alive, I'm alive, we're talking, we can't fully understand and explain it, but there's something animating us, right? Okay, so whatever it is, we share that. So the getting to know that as a study, as a first thing, there's a Bible verse that says, seek first the kingdom, inner kingdom, and all else will be added to you. So what that says is you actually take care of the thing that actually happens first in your life. You don't do anything, Donnie. Nobody does anything without thought first. True. That's, that's, has, so keep that first. Understand what you're thinking. Be there with it. Stop reacting to things. Start responding by leaving a conscious gap and consciously making a move towards love in this. You know, I have a video that says, what, you know, what would love do in this moment? As a question to ask yourself in every experience and everything you're going through, what would love do here? How would love respond to this? If I was becoming the state of love, what would happen here? And by that, you continually hone. It's that little tiny pebble. Oh, okay. A little tiny pebble irritating me becomes now my teacher in how to surpass what I was irritating myself with. So, it's not something, unfortunately, where the easy button exists, and that's why the majority of society are still chasing their tail like the dogs, right? Because of the fact that they're looking for this easy. None of it's easy. We're here as a schooling. We're here to learn us. Why is it that this thing tweaks me so much, and I all of a sudden go off trigger? I go a little nuts when that person does, says this, when this experience done, when this event happens, when I see this about myself, I go wiggy. What about that? Why do I? Why does it hurt me? Why am I offended by this? 
Those things and looking at life as a study of the self unfolds you continually. And that is what we're meant to do. The experiences are provided for us, tailored for us specifically to trigger us so that we go, oh, man, I was hiding that. I'd sure like to hide it more, but it keeps coming up for me. So instead of hiding it, I'm going to look at it. Why is it that I do this? Why is it that this is who I am through this? And by doing that, we consciously become aware of ourselves through it, and we then can change it. It's like shining a light on something. You shine a light like a sunlight on on a couch for months. It can do nothing but fade. It is changed by the light. So are we. The light of understanding. The light of not being so hard on ourselves, being gentle through these lessons and having some play and understanding, this is the classroom. What kind of humble student can I become? And the more that I become that humble student to the lessons that come in on me, riding in on the back of the experiences, the more I can continually be improving so that everything that before I said, no, I don't want you, now I go, yeah, okay, change me. It's, it's a different way of living, and because of that, we're flowing gently. We're rowing gently because we're not resisting. I don't want this. Ugh, this is bad for me. Instead, we're going, I don't know if it's bad for me or not. I haven't been through it yet. That's a great way to look at it, brother. What a freaking cool philosophy, and you and I could probably do this for another couple hours. A <laughs> <laughs> couple days, maybe. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so tell us about your journey now. What are all the things you're into now? I mean, cause you've, you've got a cool philosophy, and I know I'm going to get emails and things from, from some of my listeners like, what the hell, blah, 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 religion. I get, I get that one all the time, right? And this is not religion, because no, like, no. unless you are, unless we are religion, like, because the study is of the self. The study is like, look, I'm, I'm here. I'm breathing. I'm thinking. Things go off in my head. I do action. I have wants. I have to, what is this all about? Like, why am I here? Why is this going on? What is this thing going on? So it's a deep, 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 lifelong study. But what got me really hooked after I really got going was, like I said, every great individual. Every great individual has done this in that way. If you if you name people, name, like I heard one time it was like 50 of your presidents in the past have all been mystics. I know Thomas Jefferson actually wore his Freemasonry apron right in the paintings. They're not hiding it, but nobody asks further as to why are the, all the great ones have a completely other understanding than everybody else. And the powers that be now are the same exact thing. Right. Because they're living a different set of rules. It's a different game to them because they understand these things. And once you understand these things, you can excel in it. I always use the example, Donnie, you'll get this. It's like, it's like putting somebody from Japan coming over and putting them on an NFL football field without padding or anything and going, okay, go play. Right. <laughs> what is even going on? Are these people actually, is this war? And I just don't have a weapon, but these people are coming after me. They're chasing me. But understanding and knowing the game, they're like, okay, well, let's, let's now study the game now that I know what it is, and now I can excel, and now I can play. So most of the people in the society don't understand the rules of being a human. 
they're reading dogma into everything, which sidelines you into a world of illusion outside. Get well, rid of all of that. Yeah, I hear that. But I think people in general prefer to be followers. Yeah, this is the thing. There is no – it's not a race. It's not this race where we're bringing competition in where like, oh, I'm evolved more than you. Right. It's right. Where, oh, we're all on different levels, different stages of understanding. The stairs are all there, and when we do, we go, okay, I get that. Well, you know, I go back to my life of always wanting to take the shortcuts until I figured out that's what was slowing me down is the follower mentality is I just want the easy path, mm-hmm. right? You know, you can take the Robert Frost, you know, the two roads, diverging the woods. You know, most people are going to take the follower mentality and just go down the path. It's very few that are going to go down the rougher way and choose that rougher path because it's easier to put my head down and just go in that direction. And I might add you, Robert Frost, by the way, was a mystic as well. (laughs) Okay. But to put that in perspective, people don't want to open their own can of worms. Right. People are scared to cry in there because of what they may find. And you know, that's all good. And I mean, you were just explaining you there. I was there. It's all good. It's all good. We're at where we're at. We're meant to be. It's good because life doesn't stop. Life will continue tailoring experiences to them to try to wake them up. And sometimes those experiences are pretty heavy. There's a concept in philosophy and mysticism that is harmony through chaos. Because here's the, here's the way I explain it. And this is how our, we work in our world. And, and when you understand this, it makes it a lot easier to go through things that are supposedly harder. Say, for instance, and it, I'm getting this, actually, you'll laugh. Have you ever watched Evan Almighty? Yes, yes. Okay, this is from that. When Morgan Freeman, acting as God in the movie, he is a waiter who's coming out, and she just left the New York Noah. Right. Okay, and, and she just left Steve Carell because he was having this experience and stuff like that. And she's like... You know, having a breakdown. And Morgan Freeman as God says, you know, when someone asks for their family to become closer, to become more loving, you think God, whatever word you want to use, do you think life just comes in and zaps love into their family and closeness? Or does it provide experiences so that the choice exists for you to become closer and more loving in it? That is how it works. You don't get a wish by wishing it. You get the what you want by being it. Because life doesn't obey what you want. It obeys what you are, what you believe. So this is all part of knowing thyself. I, oh, now I figure out, okay, if I'm wanting, if I'm wanting more success in my business, and that's my intention, I'm wanting it, I'm, I'm desires coming out of me all the time. I want this, I want this. Fantastic. You may lose your job. You may get fired. You may have a situation where money's taken away from you or you're scammed in some way. Or, and then people look at that and go, ah, see, I'm not good for it. I'm blah, 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 all these. But in reality, that was the step they needed to work themselves through to become different so that they could get what they want. And that's the tough part for people to see. Yep. It's tough for every single one of us to see. 
I went through the whole leaving, the whole not having beliefs for ages, deaths in my family, my mom and dad, all, all of it. I, you know, we could talk for days about, you know, stuff both of us have seen and gone through in our lives that were brought us to our knees. But I'm not on my knees anymore. That brought me to my knees. I got up through it. Was it hard? What I did, I want to give up? Yep, uh-huh. 100%. Did I not think I was going to make it through most? Yep. But I did. See, there's a thing in those people who are listening and yourself who have ever worked out and worked out hard. You go to failure, don't you? Yes. Lesson in that. See, you need to go to failure completely to break through. Otherwise, what's the breakthrough? Hmm. What have you broke through? It's nothing. You're just the same. You need to go down. Some people need to hit their rock bottom before it wakes them up completely. It's the same process. Well, it's OK rolling. Rock bottom's the foundation where I built my life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Love it. And so once you understand things like that about yourself, how can you live the same life of conformity? So when it's right for them, just like when it was right for you, when you kept doing the same thing, kept doing the same thing, and then all of a sudden you learn from it and you stop doing that. You grew through that. Now you don't do that anymore. You're not the same person as you were. The people we're talking about who are in that conformist that just want to just go on because they're tired in life because they're working against the flow. Our everyday beginning experiences to learn, oh, hey, hold on, this is something else to do. As this podcast, as an example, for many people listening to it, maybe this is when they go, I get that. Okay, well, what does that mean? Well, holy shit, what does that mean then? And then all of a sudden, aren't they actually examining their life, examining themselves? And we got the process. Love it. Love it. Dude, I got to tell you, this has been awesome having you on the show. I've really enjoyed the hell out of this. And I love getting these kind of conversations just because, you know, any conversation that will make you challenge your own thought process and the way you think, I think it's a beautiful conversation because anytime you're not looking in, you're not growing. So, well, here's how I like to wrap up every show. I do stump some people with this, so, so be forewarned. Ready. You could leave my audience the champions, you know, the champions that listen to the show with a statement, a phrase, a quote, a mantra, a saying, something they can take with them on their journey as they're going through it. What would be that quote, statement or phrase you would say, you know, remember this? I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I do give that. <laughs> no, I, I do have one that is a motto that I've accepted from an organization that I belong to that is the most powerful motto and statement I really have ever heard. If you live this way, your life becomes beautiful. And the motto is, pause for emphasis, become a walking question mark. Mm. We all think we know everything. And that's part of the problem. Yeah, I've it, found over the years that there's one phrase that'll stop all learning. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. And so when you understand that that stops or impedes your progress, the question is, is I maybe don't know. And it's okay. And that's the thing that is behind all the conformity that we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. Is the fact that I don't want to not know. Because our schools teach us that. If you don't know what's happening, so, oh, oh, no, no. 
the masters of this world who have always lived believed that not knowing was the master's way. Because then you can see all perspectives. Once you know something, it focuses your mind, your consciousness on that, and you, you lose sight of all other perceptions around it. You limit yourself. So the I know is the great limiter. The become a walking question mark, everything's questioned again. Everything's skeptical. Everything's like, hmm, I want to learn about this. I want to know about this. And by doing that, we can't stop the growth. It just will happen. That's awesome, brother. Man, thanks so much for coming on the show, Len. I've enjoyed the hell out of this, dude. Thanks for sharing your journey with us. Thanks for having me on. I've had a blast. The times went like like (laughs) They always do. Definitely. Love to do it again, Donnie. Thanks for listening to Donnie Success Champions podcast. If you'd like to hear more about our current guest today, or if you'd like to hear stories from our other guests on the show, come hang out with us on our website at successchampspodcast.com. I really appreciate you tuning in. If you need to reach out to me for any reason, you can catch me at Donnie at DonnieBovine.com. Kevin and I have a lot of fun each week recording these episodes and sharing our best thoughts and ideas with you all. Man, we're just proud to to have you guys as listeners always tuning in. And we really appreciate the messages. We get the DMs, emails, and the likes from you guys with questions and ideas for future shows. And that just means the world to us. We really are changing how the world networks. We've poured our heart and soul into Success Champions Networking, and it continues to grow. So if you haven't checked out a chapter and you're looking for a mastermind group of pure, absolute badasses that understand that giving introductions are way more powerful than referrals, go to successchampionnetworking.com and request a visit. And thanks for being you. Thanks for being a champion of your success because that's what it means to be a success champion.